Hey guys, it's Melissa with Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I thought today that I would read chapter two from the book that I'm writing. It's not out yet, um, and I think I talked about this, but I wrote a book. It's going to be called With Brave Wings She Flies, and it's all about finding your purpose and your power again after divorce and surviving single motherhood. It's all of those things rolled into one. But I realized when starting this podcast, I didn't really probably tell you that much about me. I mean, you learn a little bit each time that I do a podcast because I reveal a little bit more about myself. Excuse me. Allergies are acting up today. But I really didn't tell you much about my background. So I thought that if I read part of chapter two here, then you would learn a little bit more about me. And also you might learn a little bit more about my book so when it comes out if you know anyone who might need it there's a lot of people who are going through divorce or have gone through divorce that are single parents it is not easy it's a daily struggle and every little bit of advice helps so I tried to use humor when getting through this as well because you have to have a sense of humor in this journey we call life or on this journey we call life because without it you would not survive. So chapter two of my book is called How the Hell I Got Here. And so you may be asking yourself, why did I buy this book? Who is this person and why do I trust her? You may even be asking yourself that question when you listen to my podcast every day. But the answer is simple. I'm you. All of you. Our stories may vary a little, but we all share a few common threads. We've all had some awkward teenage experience. Some of us had older siblings who tortured us. Not like I can relate to that or anything, having an older brother who tortured me. Some of us have annoying friends, but the one thing we share is that we are all single moms. We've all gone through the awful experience of separation. Not only am I a single mom, I also grew up with a single mom. My parents divorced when I was three, so I understand what divorce feels like from a child's perspective too. I have been where you stand. I've made a lot of mistakes, and a lot. And I've also had many victories. My hope is that I can help you avoid the mistakes and encourage you to experience more victories. My life as a single mom began for me when my children were quite small. I was 24 years old when their dad and I brought the twins home from the hospital. I still remember feeling terrified and I wondered why they would let me take them home since I obviously didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that I would surely do more harm than good for these babies because I was totally clueless. But they sent us off anyway with a look of God help them and we were on our way. I felt like for sure the police knew that I didn't know what I was doing and they were probably following us home the whole way from the hospital to make sure we weren't screwing up. But nobody bothered to check on us. And somehow, miraculously, I managed to keep them alive. So a little over a year later, I was 25, a mom of twins that I had somehow unintentionally hadn't harmed yet, despite my lack of parenting knowledge. And I knew that I had definitely married the wrong person. Everybody says that, and it seems cliche, but I really knew I had married the wrong person. Some people say that having a husband is like having another child, but I think mine was out to set some sort of record or something. 
It was like he was going through a midlife crisis and he was only in his 20s. It was hard enough trying to manage two kids who are now toddlers and often crawling off in different directions. A grown third kid? No thanks. I didn't need the added stress in my life. I was definitely feeling overwhelmed. On top of the fact that I had to deal with immaturity, I was also dealing with emotional abuse. My ex-husband liked to play mind games and tried to control what I did. He was very good at manipulation and shifting the blame so that everything that went wrong was my fault. It was never his fault. Plus, he was able to cry on demand, which for a long time made me feel very guilty. One day, I finally realized that he could cry at the drop of a hat, so I was pretty sure I'd been manipulated. I'm a very empathic person and I don't like seeing people upset. Guess who used that against me? I knew I had to leave because I didn't want my daughter to think that it was okay for someone to treat her that way. And I didn't want my son to think that it was okay for him to treat women that way. As a parent, you're modeling love for your children when you're married. So you should never feel guilty for leaving, even if it causes your children pain. Because in the long run, if you stay, you'll be teaching them to settle for less than what they deserve. That was my experience. Whatever reason caused your separation is unimportant. It's painful, nonetheless. It wasn't an easy choice for me to leave, as I'm sure it wasn't easy for you either. It was a very difficult time for me. I still cared, cared very much about my man-child ex, but I cared more about my own health and well-being. I could be a much better mom to my kids if I didn't have to worry about my partner draining me of my emotions, my finances, really anything he could take. I wouldn't have had anything left to give my children, much less myself. Living your life emotionally drained is not living at all. I could barely function when I was in this relationship. I blocked out all of my emotions because if I couldn't feel anything, then it wouldn't hurt so bad when my ex called me horrible names or told me I was stupid. The problem with that is that I became a human zombie. That's exactly how my family described me. They said, it's like you weren't even there. Your body was here, but your mind and soul were somewhere else. I guess in a way, I disassociated myself as a form of protection. The downside to that is that I blacked out all of the good memories too. I was robbed of the memories of my sweet babies because I just disconnected myself from the whole situation. That was unfair to both me and my children. You deserve to be happy and whole. I deserve to be happy and whole. So I left and set about trying to figure out how to be that. Once I made the decision to leave, my life did not get easier. The first few months, even years, were a trial to say the least. With issues like trying to raise my kids and keep them alive, my ex and I fighting to control what would happen with the kids, Tensions over parenting styles or unpaid child support, it wasn't easy. You may be experiencing this even as you're reading this. Take comfort in knowing that time will heal all wounds and things will settle down. I realize that this also sounds cliche, but it's true nonetheless. It takes time for things to seem normal, but it will happen. You will eventually find a balance that you can live with. And as time goes on, your ex will become less emotional and will be easier to deal with. 
now that I was separated, I had to start taking care of myself. Before things could get better for me, I had to decide how I was going to provide for myself and my kids. I had stayed home to take care of our twins, so I hadn't been working. There was also a whole year where my ex didn't pay child support because he didn't have a job. This made providing for myself and my kids much more challenging. Plus, there was the added bonus that I was left with an $8,000 credit card balance that I had not created. I had to figure out what to do with myself. I think that this is a problem that many women face after divorce. We don't really know who we are besides a mom and a wife. We lose our identities somewhere along the way. I think that happens somewhere between having to wear a full-figure nursing bra and pulling Legos out of your purse. And somehow, I always seem to have snacks in my purse, too. But I needed to figure out who I was besides being a mom blob. It's so important to have your own identity and to put yourself first. You can't take care of anyone else if you don't know who you are. <clears throat> Luckily, I had a huge village around me to help. I could not have done it without my family and friends. If you don't have a village to rely on, I suggest you branch out and create your own. They are so crucial to your survival. They can help you shoulder some of the burden. They can be a kind ear to listen to your worries. At the very least, they can bring you ice cream for when you want to curl up on the couch in the fetal position, ball your eyes out. Anyway, what I'm saying is you need people to be there to support you. Deciding what to do with my life wasn't easy. Honestly, I had to do a lot of soul searching to figure out what it was I wanted to do when I grew up. I felt like I was starting fresh out of high school. This was a totally new beginning for me. I had a college degree in German and business, but I really hadn't enjoyed working in the business world. I mean, I seriously still sometimes have nightmares about working in the business world, but that's a whole nother book. I had to do something but what could I do that would make me happy? As the saying goes, choose a job you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life. I really do believe that there's some truth in this saying. I mean, of course you're still gonna have to work. It's just not gonna suck as much if you like your job. And then I remembered that I had a job one time that I loved. I substitute taught when I was pregnant with my twins because I couldn't work full time. And I really enjoyed that. I loved being around the students and soaking up their energy even when the little kids picked their noses and wiped it on me, or when they tattled because someone cut in line, or when they wouldn't sit still in their seats because they hadn't taken their ADHD meds. <sighs> the joys of teaching that no one ever tells you about. I said I love this job, right? Even after experiencing snotty noses, tattletales, and wild children, I made the decision to go back to school and get my teaching certificate. I would combine my love of German with my love of teaching and become a German teacher. This would be easy, right? I mean, what could go wrong? How hard could it be to substitute teach during the day and go back to school at night and raise twins? It can't be that difficult. How stressful was it, you ask? I had to schedule in time just to breathe some days. This was my idea, right? I was going to be glad I did this to myself, right? Well, the truth is that I am glad. And I did have that job that you barely have to work a day. That's what it feels like to me for teaching. And I still don't know how I survived this crazy time in my life. I look back on this and think, 
I must have been insane. The bad part about it was that it was all my idea. I totally volunteered for this. Once again, though, my village stepped up. Without them, I probably would have forgotten to make lunches. I might have left kids at school, forgotten my kids' names, or much worse. I don't even want to think about how much worse it could have gotten. I somehow made it through with my certificate in hand, and only one forgotten lunch for what's-her-face. Finally, I set off to find a job and to create a somewhat normal schedule. Well, as normal as it can be raising twins. Just for your own reference, there is nothing normal about raising twins. I mean, nothing. It's kind of like trying to staple jello to the wall. Yeah, it's as easy as it sounds. After landing my first job as a German teacher, I slowly, and I mean very slowly, began to settle into a routine. I was right about one thing, though. Having a job you love is everything. I worked at my job as a finance manager for one year, and it felt like a lifetime. I've been teaching for well over 10 years, and it feels like I blinked and the time flew by. What is your passion? That's where you need to start in order to find the job you love. But be realistic. You can't be a police officer, cowboy, astronaut, as my son used to aspire to be. I know we're supposed to support our children's dreams and everything, but seriously, you gotta give me something to work with, kid. You, am, you may already have a job you love, and that's fantastic. But if you don't have the job you love, why not try to find one that you do? Maybe this divorce was a catalyst for you to find your passion. Some of us get married really young, and we don't even know who we are yet. We're expected to pick a career at age 18, which is completely ridiculous. I was completely ridiculous at 18. I can't believe they trusted me to find a career path back then. I thought spray butter was the absolute best. What the hell was wrong with me? So many of us end up being stuck in jobs that we don't like, and that can be totally frustrating. So why not use this opportunity to start your life over? It may not be easy, but I believe that a lot of great things in my life grew out of struggles that I overcame. It's just a thought. Maybe take a moment to examine your current career. If you lost your job tomorrow, and don't think about the financial aspect, but if you lost your job tomorrow, would you feel sad, happy, overjoyed? Maybe that's telling you something. I hope for your sake that you love your job and you're happy to be there. But if not, maybe this is an area where you could examine and possibly create a new beginning. New beginnings can be really exciting. And as I talked about the other day, New beginnings, they're exciting, but usually they come out of something that happened to us that we didn't want at all. Something we didn't want to happen to us at all causes something positive. And it may not seem like it at the time, but if you look back at your life, you'll probably realize that any time something major happened to you, your life shifted in a different direction. And I know for myself, it was always in a positive direction. I talked about that the other day, about all of the great things that happened to me that grew out of tragedy. It was kind of like the phoenix rising again. And I feel like most of my life, it's been those kinds of things that caused me to take a look at my life and to figure out what I'm doing, what I need to improve, and how I need to shift things. So 
that was just a portion of chapter two. And really, I wanted to give you a little bit of a background about me, but also to know that if you are going through something painful right now, everything's going to be okay. It might be a new beginning, and you might have some adjustment. Maybe it's not a divorce. Maybe you are starting a new career. Or maybe you've lost a loved one. Whatever happened in your life recently that's causing you some pain or causing your life to be turned upside down, know that there's a purpose for it and that we have a choice. We can choose to become better people or we can choose to become better. I had a choice when I got a divorce. I could have decided to blame my ex-husband for the rest of my life and be angry and to make things difficult for him and for myself. Or I could decide to make something better out of my life, to go back to school, to change what I was doing, to choose a job that would actually impact people in a positive way that I might make a difference in somebody's life in just even a small way. So I hope that whatever you're going through right now, you know that you are very brave. I think that you are very strong. And I know that you have everything you need right now to be successful. If you knew what God thought of you, you'd never think another bad thing about yourself again. So anytime a negative thought creeps in or you try to doubt yourself, remember who you are and where you came from. You are God. You are one with God. You came from the divine. You have everything that you need. You are more than enough. You are powerful. You are beautiful. You are valuable. Don't ever forget that. I hope that you will have a fabulous day and that in some way, in some part of your life, if you are experiencing struggles, that you will find something better out of it, that you will take your difficult times and allow them to change you, but for the better. Go forward today and do something inspirational, even if it's just smiling at a stranger so that they have a good day. I am sending you guys so much love and light. Know that if you are interested in Reiki, you can check out my website. If you are interested in a purposeful pilgrimage, which is a 22-day journey, it's 22 days of lessons to help you up-level spiritually and to help you improve your daily life. Check that out. It's got everything from nutrition to how to clear your space to how to connect to your spiritual team to finding your life's purpose. There's so much there for you. Go check it out. Have a beautiful day. I love you all. Bye-bye.